Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome to a very special episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. This is part two of our double feature, talking about the 12 pillars. So in uh, the last episode, we went over the first six pillars. And in today's episode, in today's episode, we're going to be going over the last six pillars and really wrapping up the 12 pillars. So um, if you guys have not yet listened to episode number one, I recommend going back listening to that first as we introduce a few new things coming to the podcast. We're going to be doing a Q&A today, going over the what's crack a lacking section. So sit back, turn it up in your headphones, turn it up in the car and get ready for another episode, part two of the 12 pillars of the life well-lived podcast. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. Alrighty, we are starting off with our what's crack lacking section where we have begun this in the last episode where I'm just going to go through a few of the current events, things that might be happening in my life, things that I think are interesting in the world. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So one thing, and, and maybe it's a few big things to give you guys a little bit of update on my life, is my wife and I are moving. So we have been spending the last month uh, getting our house ready to sell. God was very good in the process. We feel very blessed as uh, our house is in a pretty hot market right now. We were able to get uh, our first offer on our house within like eight hours of listing, and we were able to um, close in on a deal, accept an offer, within about 24 hours of listing. So super uh, excited about that. Now we are currently in kind of that limbo phase of selling a house where uh, we're waiting on inspections and waiting on appraisal and all that sort of stuff. But hopefully here within the month, we will get that bad boy closed, finished and I'm moving on to the next place. So that's been the next big adventure is going through, you know, right now we're using Zillow primarily. We need to get a realtor to help us move to the next area, but we got to find our next house to live in. So for those of you that don't know, um, or maybe are brand new to listening, my wife, our wellness, my wife and I are wellness coaches with Herbalife and we open up nutrition clubs. So our next nutrition club is going to be Third Street Nutrition in Baraboo, Wisconsin, opening up mid to late June. We're looking at for a grand opening date. We're super excited about that. And that's going to be in Baraboo, Wisconsin, which is just outside of like the Wisconsin Dells area, if you're familiar with that, or just a little ways away from like the Madison, Milwaukee area. So um, super excited to be moving to a new community. Don't know anybody there. We just um, are excited to meet the community excited to get the business running. And, and that's kind of the fun part of the adventure now is finding a house. So uh, we got to find a house that hopefully has a fenced in yard for our dog. Um, if not, I'm going to probably have to build a kennel for him and a house that um, my hope, I've been trying to convince Beth, uh, that I can build a home gym in. So I'm hoping that either has some garage space or it has uh, some basement space that I can build a home gym in the next, next place. So that's kind of what the Kirby's have been up to, selling our house, looking to buy a new one and moving over to Baraboo, Wisconsin to open up Third Street Nutrition. Besides that, you know, it's kind of been a normal day-to-day life, looking to close out the month of May, working hard, helping our team, helping our clients, kind of doing the deal. But uh, most of our time has been spent right now getting the house ready, packing up, fixing things around the house, putting on. We had to finish the basement in order to sell our house. So it's been busy, busy, busy. Now that we have accepted the offer, 
kind of the next spot is let's just pack up some boxes and get ready to go while we look for a new house. So if you guys uh, want to keep us in our thoughts or keep us in your thoughts this week and uh, for the next month as we look for a new house and explore new communities, we would absolutely love that. So that is kind of what's been going on in my life, kind of been what's going on in our life. And that is our what's crackalacking section. Alrighty, so if you are just listening in, one thing I would recommend doing is going back and listening to part one of this section. We're going over the 12 pillars by Jim Rohn, uh, reviewing his book. All of the information from uh, this podcast that we're going to be going over today, you can find on uh, from Jim Rohn's The 12 Pillars. It is, it's a book, so you can read it, find in depth. Um, what we're doing with The 12 Pillars in part one and part two is uh, part one, we went over the first six. In part two, we're going over the last six and uh, giving uh, my thoughts on some of them and some of those storytelling, lesson learning, and kind of recapping the main points of the story for you guys. So again, if you uh, want to get an in-depth look to go buy the book or read the book, The 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is a great philosopher. We talked about him in the first episode. And so we're going to go ahead and just jump right in with the uh, number seven, the first one for this podcast, but the number seven overall. So the number seven pillar is learning skills learning skills and continuously learning skills in our life. Here's the thing. Most of life happens after formal education. Whether you finish as a high school student with a GED, whether you go to a little bit of college, get a a couple-year degree, four-year degree, eight-year degree, most of your life will happen after that formal education. And here's what Jim Rohn teaches us. Formal education will make you a living. But self-education will make you a fortune. Self-education is about what you teach yourself and learn along the way in the journey. Learning the skills, learning the abilities, learning the communication, learning the things necessary is important beyond just that school, diploma, degree. Learning is the beginning of wealth. Learning is the beginning of health. Learning is the beginning of spirituality. You need to spend your time reading, observing, and even reflecting on your own experiences. Our own experiences can be an amazing way to learn. I think that's something that I probably do more than any other. Now, of course, reading and observing, right? So reading books, you know, listening to the podcast, we talk about that a lot. That's personal development. Observing other people is important. How do they do? What are successful people doing that you want to emulate? But then reflecting on your own experiences is a key to growth, right? Why did this work? Why didn't it work? Why am I feeling this way? Why did this happen this way? What could I have done better next time? What could I have done different this time? Things like that, when you can reflect on your own journey, good or bad, when things went really, really good, reflect why it went good and still what could you have done better. When things go totally south, what could you be doing better? Read, observe, reflect on your own experiences so that you can learn the skills necessary to do whatever you need to do to be successful in whatever field you're looking to be successful. And here's the goal of learning skills. You want to be so good at learning skills that you're able to teach others the skill. You want to be able to get to a point where you master it to a point where it becomes second nature to teach another person. And when you can teach something to another person, 
so much so that they understand it and they can work on the skill. You have truly learned it yourself and can then create a better life utilizing that skill. Number eight is learning to influence people. Now, when I first heard this, learning to influence people, I got a little weird. I got a little messed up in my mind because I thought, wait, is one of the pillars like like learning to manipulate people? When I heard the term like influence, I thought of like manipulation. I'm going to manipulate people to do what I want them to do. And that's not what influence is at all. Um, what influence is, is when you can change someone's thought process change someone's mindset, change the way they view things, how they view the world in a way that betters their life. And by working together, both of you can achieve certain goals. It, I, I've heard it been said that, you know, some people say, well, I don't, I don't like sales. All of life is sales. Influence is the key to a successful life because when you can sell yourself or sell an idea to another person and have them fully accept that idea or accept you or accept what you're doing, that's influence, right? When I can help shape what you're doing by giving recommendations, critiques, coaching, when I can shape how you think, how you live, and, and so that you can live a better life, that you can make more impact, and that together we can achieve like, like similar goals, that's what influence is all about. One of the keys to influence is to have others view you as a person of talent and virtue so that when you recommend something, they will do it because they know that will make their life better. And so when you can learn the art of influencing people, you can then help change the world, change their lives, change your life. One of the best books and recommendations I would uh, recommend on this is, I believe it's Napoleon Hill, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It might be Dale Carnegie. It's Carnegie or Hill. How to Win Friends and Influence People. And again, when I first heard that, I was like, what? How to Win Friends and Influence People? That, that sounds manipulative. But it's not. Because the whole goal of winning friends and influencing people is that everybody wins. We're not talking about in a greedy, malicious way. We're talking about in a way where because of your impact, more good happens in the world. And yes, technically, influence can be bad. The way Hitler influenced those around them, what bad? <laughs> that, that, that's an extreme, but that was bad. But if you can use your influence for good, for changing the world, for changing lives, that's what it's all about. If you're not making someone else's life better, you're wasting your time. So when we can learn to influence people in the, their nutrition or their health habits or their fitness habits, when you can learn to influence people financially for the good, when you can learn to influence people so that their relationships are better, that they're better parents, better husbands, wives, that's what makes all the difference in the world. So pillar number eight is learn how to influence people for the good. Number nine is financial planning. And financial planning can include a lot of things, but the basics are learning to save, learning to spend wisely, learning how to take care of your taxes, how to budget, 
how to not only create a daily, weekly, monthly budget, but how to even budget for the future. Those are some of the tangible things when it comes to financial planning. Learning to do the things that smart, financially savvy people do. But here's what I want you to know about financial planning. Because sometimes I think when we talk about money, and I feel like I oftentimes disclaimer myself because I don't know the entire audience I'm talking to, but I think people can get funny when it comes to money. Didn't even mean to rhyme that. But people become odd. They become different because I, I heard it say before, like money isn't everything unless you don't have any. And I'm not sure if true words have been spoken. And so finances, financial planning, talking about wealth can be weird at first. I, I know there's a very popular book called uh, The Science of Getting Rich. And I know there's a lot of people in today's day and age that kind of balk at the title of that book. Now, the book has some really good information, but the title isn't as great as maybe we want it to be because rich sometimes has a bad connotation with it. So I I remember somebody started changing it. Okay, if you don't like the term rich or you don't like the term wealthy, start using the term financially independent. Instead of calling it the science of getting rich, the science of becoming financially independent. I love that title because here's the thing. Money, cash doesn't solve the problems of life. Money doesn't solve the problems of life. If you look around, there's a lot of wealthy people, a lot of people with a lot of money in the bank account that have the nice cars, have the nice house, that have a lot of the problems of life. Money does not solve the problems of life. What's important is who you become in the process to accumulate the money. Don't focus on having a million dollars. Be a million dollar person. Be a million dollar producer. Be a entrepreneur, an employee, a husband, wife that that is a million dollar producer. That you are worth through your work a million dollars. Because here's the deal. When you do that, when you become a million dollar person, even if you lose the money, which can happen. Jim Rohn talks about in his book that he lost because of a few mistakes, a lot of money a couple times, talking about millions of dollars. But the key of being a million dollar person is even if you lose the money, you have the skills to earn it again. And we've talked about this before, is money just makes you more of what you already are. Of course, if you're a greedy, malicious person, money is going to make you more greedy and malicious. But if you're a kind, caring, giving person, money allows you to be more kind, caring, and giving. And again, if you don't like talking about, ooh, money, 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 I get you. I, I, I get that. Don't focus on the word money or rich or wealthy. If that to you gives you some bad connotations or bad memories or bad thoughts, think yourself of being financially independent. Be a financially independent person. Be a financially independent producer. Even if you lose all your money, you have the skills to become financially independent again. What's important is who you become in the process. And having financial independence, no debt, not relying on anyone for your finances, being able to do what you want when you want, being able to buy the groceries you want or send your kids to the school they want or play the sports they want, being able to go on the vacations you want, being able to be financially independent is key. And that's what financial planning, and that's why financial planning is so important, and that's why it's the ninth pillar, is because you need to learn to budget, save, create income, 
Jim Rohn always says profits are better than wages. Wages will make you a living, but profits can make you a fortune. Profits, again, if you don't like the term fortune, rich, wealthy, profits can make you financially independent. So focus, Google, learn how to create profits, how to budget, how to become a financially wise person. Because guess what? On Google, the internet has every answer you could ever want. If you watch enough YouTube videos, you will learn how to become a financially savvy person. You just have to do the work. Learn to become financially smart. Number 10 is communication. Learn to increase your communication skills. You aren't on an island. And there are very few careers, jobs, things of the world where people fully are by themselves. Even when people feel like they're by themselves or feel like they're in isolation or want to be, they really aren't. We rely on communicating with people. And this this section could be added into the learning skills section. It could be added into the how to influence people section. But I think it deserves a section in itself and why Jim Rohn made it one of the pillars is because communication is vital to, to building success in whatever you're looking to build success. Learning to communicate with others back and forth, not just being the talker, not just being the listener, but being able to truly communicate. Jim Rohn says, people don't care how much you know until you show how much you care. They don't care how smart you are, how good you are at what you do. They don't care about all of your accolades or what you've done in the past or what you're intending to do unless you show them you care. If you're an entrepreneur, your employees won't care about your vision or what you want to do until you can learn to communicate and talk about their goals and their passions and what they're looking to do. Your kids don't care that you had a tough childhood or a great childhood or uh, that you're working on being a, a great parent. Like, like what they want is to communicate with you. Your kids want to you to listen to their day and, and not necessarily get annoyed or not get too tired. They want to commune with you and to build the communication skills. Your husband, your wife, they don't care about all the work you did around the house. They, they don't care about how much money you make. They, th those things are important, don't get me wrong, but you have to learn to communicate with people. You have to be good and develop the skill of listening, asking intelligent questions after listening. And not just listening to talk back, but truly listening to care about the other person, asking questions, talking to them, learning to communicate so that both people's goals are achieved, that both people's cups are filled. Learn to communicate with those around you, with your boss, with your coworkers, with the employees that you manage or that you work with. Learn to speak their language, to know what their goals, to know what drives them. If you're going for a new job or new career, you have to learn to communicate with those around you in a clear and concise way but also ask questions and be a learner yourself so that people want to talk to you. If you're the only one ever talking to sound like the smartest in the room or to show your worth, people will catch on to that very quickly. You need to learn to ask the right questions, to talk when it is the right time to talk, and to add value when it's the right time to add value. And then people will want to work with you. Then people will want to communicate with you. And all of a sudden they go, wow, that guy's a really great listener. Wow, that guy really contributes a lot to the conversation. Wow, that person really does a great job. 
And by building your communication skills, by focusing on how you communicate with others, how we communicate with each other, you can start working towards the success and working towards the growth you desire in your specific field. Number 11. What I love about number 11 is that it works well with the other pillars that we've talked about today. Number 11 is be a leader. And what I love about the 12 pillars is no pillar is independent. Each pillar is codependent on other pillars. And each one interacts and is involved with other pillars so that you can have a complete self. The world always needs one more great leader. And anyone can be a great leader. I don't think you have to be born a leader. I think anyone through work and consistency can become a great leader. All it takes to become a great leader is to master the art of influence. To lead others is to help change their thoughts, beliefs, and actions for the better. Be interested in people, not just what you can get from them, but truly interested in their goals, their passions, what they're looking to accomplish. Help people with more than just their job or just what you're involved with them in. Help them make a better life. Help them financially. Help them with their fitness, with their nutrition. Help them become a better husband, wife, kid, parent. Help them become a better sibling. Help them be a better employee, a better entrepreneur. Help others by influencing their thoughts, beliefs, and actions to create a better world. Not just for themselves, not just for you two together, but for all of those around you. Be a leader to those that are in your charge, but be a leader even as an employee. Be a leader even if you have other leaders to look up to. You need to be a leader in the place you can be a leader. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. If you aren't making someone else's life better, you're wasting your time. So find ways to be a great leader by mastering the art of influence, teaching, showing, leading others towards a better life, towards their goals. I think it was Les Brown said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll turn around and realize you have everything you want. By simply helping other people live a better life, get the things they want, get the things they need, adding value to them on a daily basis, you will be a leader and the world always needs more leaders. Number 12 is to leave a legacy. Life is short. You can't choose how long you live, but you can choose how well you live. I challenge you to choose a life where you are helping others, where you're helping others spiritually, intellectually, physically, financially, relationally, that you are helping others increase their skills in those areas, become better in those areas. By leading others, communicating, how learning, teaching other people, learning how to influence people yourself, but teaching other people how to influence other people, their minds, their thoughts, their actions, 
you can make a lasting legacy for years to come. Jim Rohn, who wrote this book, has been gone for quite a while, but his legacy leaves on by leading other leaders, other entrepreneurs, other parents, other students, other people all around the world to live better lives spiritually, intellectually, physically, financially, and relationally. If you're not helping other people in these areas, you're doing it wrong. You need to teach other people. You need to show other people. You need to put yourself in positions where you can make an impact in other people in these ways. The path that we walk currently has been prepared by the others that have come before us. They left a legacy for us. They've left a legacy that we can follow, a path that we can guide and further the mission, make the world a better place, help those around us, love on people more than ever before. Live in a way to serve those that come after you. Live in a way that you're leaving a legacy, leaving a trail for others to follow the path that you're on. Don't just work for the now. Don't just live for the now. Don't live selfishly for yourself and what your goals are, but figure out a way to live, to leave a legacy. Leave a legacy in people's lives in a spiritual way. Leave a legacy in people's lives in an intellectual way. Leave a legacy in people's lives and for those around you in a physical way. When it comes to your fitness, your nutrition, how you live, your body. Leave a legacy in a financial way. Teach other people how to save, budget, become financially savvy. Leave a legacy in a relational way. Where people have better relationships because of your influence. They have better relationships with their kids, with their husband, wife, with their siblings, with their parents because of the influence you had on them. Live in a way to serve those that live in the now, but that also will follow you later. Leave a legacy. And with that, guys, we have The 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. I highly recommend picking up that book, reading the book. And by the way, I should make a quick note here. Podcast isn't over. We got a little ways to go, so don't, don't quite turn it off yet. But we're just recapping the 12 pillar section. Number one, personal development. Number two, health and total well-being. Number three, building strong relationships. Number four, goal setting. Number five, time management. Number six, finding and surrounding yourself with people that will help you succeed. Number seven, learning skills. Number eight, learning to influence people. Number nine, financial planning. Number 10, communication. Number 11, be a leader. And number 12, leave a legacy. I highly recommend picking up the 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn, reading it yourself, referring back to this podcast for inspiration, for the skills you need, for the pillars of your life to live the best life, to work towards becoming successful in whatever you're looking to be successful in and focusing on these 12 pillars to not only help yourself, but help those around you succeed and become the best version of themselves so that together we can make the world a happier place.
Hey, 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 welcome to our Q&A question and answer time, where questions are sent in from listeners like you, and we discuss and hopefully give my best answer on how to help you live the best life, answer these questions, and get rock and rolling so that you can live a life well lived. So let's jump right in with question number one. Question number one, when I, <laughs> when I drink water, I pee so much. How do I stop peeing so much? Good question. So one thing I recommend on the Life Well Live podcast often is to drink water, right? I always recommend drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of water and increasing that water slowly up to at least 128 ounces a day, which is one gallon. I don't think you really, anybody really needs to drink that much more than one gallon a day. So I recommend about one gallon a day, but working your way slowly. So if currently you're only drinking 40 ounces a day, don't jump up to 128 right away because you will have to pee like crazy. So tip number one, uh, so that you don't have to pee so much is to slowly increase it. But let me just tell you a little bit of facts. When it comes to drinking water, um, I've heard it been said that it actually takes your body about 10 to 14 days, uh, kind of for your body to start taking you seriously. Because how often have we been in that scenario where, okay, I'm on a health kick, I'm going to start drinking more water. You start drinking more water for a day, two, maybe three days. You have to start peeing so much, so you give up. And then a few months later, you start the cycle over again. You got to pee again, so you give up. And then a few months, and it's just this ongoing cycle. So the reason is your body's not taking you seriously. It goes, oh, well, they're not going to do this long term. I don't need this water, so let's get rid of the excess water. It usually takes about 10 to 14 days for your body to start taking you seriously. So if you're going to start increasing your water, know that you will need to pee a little bit more for 10 to 14 days. Now, I know in different careers and different positions, you can't spend all day peeing and that, that can be tough, but know, know that it is a good thing. If you are peeing a lot, that is a good thing. It's flushing out things, uh, toxins of your body. It's flushing out your body and, and your body is getting hydrated. But for maximum effect, you need to stick to the plan for at least 10 to 14 days. And all of a sudden your body's like, oh, they are going to start utilizing this water. They are going to drink this mo- much water on a regular basis. I'm going to use this for good. And that's where you'll see the max benefits. So um, stick with it is my biggest piece of advice, but go slow. You can help mitigate some of those problems by going slow low with the water intake. Don't just jump up to a gallon a day right away. If you're normally drinking 40 to 50 ounces a day, start drinking 50 to 60. And then a couple weeks after that, 60 to 70. You're in this for life, right? So go slow. You won't have to pee as much, but expect that it will take about 10 to 14 days of serious water drinking for your body to take you seriously and start utilizing it the most in its muscle and its organs and all the good stuff that our water, our body needs. So Focus on sticking with it for at least 10 to 14 days. Question number two. Whenever I start reading a book for personal development, my mind starts to wander and I can't focus. Any advice? Great question. And here's where I say about this. I I think running is a great illustration of the point I'm going to make here. Because I think when people first start to work out, they think, I'm going to go start running. So they strap on their shoes, they strap on some shorts, and they jump out in the world and just start running. And for some reason, they feel like they don't have to develop the skill like anything else. For example, if you wanted to learn how to deadlift or clean and jerk or bench press or squat, you would need to learn the skill, correct? You don't just jump in and start bench pressing 315 pounds day one. You don't just start clean and jerking like crazy day one. You would injure yourself. 
But for some reason with running, people feel like, oh, I can just go outside and do that without learning the skill. Just like anything else in life, you have to learn the skill. And here's the deal. Reading is no different. If you struggle with reading, it's not because you're dumb. It's not because you don't have an attention span. It's because you haven't learned to develop the skill. And you have to learn and practice focusing on a page. It might seem a little ridiculous to say that. It's like, wait, aren't I supposed to be focusing on the words? Well, yes, but you might need to learn one page at a time to focus on what you are reading. Just like any skill, you're not going to record a podcast or, or start a YouTube series or start teaching conferences or something without practicing the skill of speaking, teaching. You're, you wouldn't do that. Reading is no different. So if you find yourself wandering, you just have not developed the skill yet to stay focused on that page. So I recommend taking it, again, you're in this for life, taking it baby steps at a time. Focus on reading one paragraph at a time. Read a paragraph and then be done with that. And then the next time you come back to do some personal development, read another paragraph and then go back and be done for the day. And the third day, read three paragraphs. And before you know it, you get to a page. Before you know it, you get to two pages, three pages. And before you know it, this might be a month, two months, three months down the road, but you can read entire chapters by staying focused because you worked on the skill. Reading, like any other skill, needs to be developed. So if you find yourself wandering and not being able to focus, practice the skill of reading like you do any other skill you need to learn. And just like that, another week, another podcast. Thanks so much for joining me for the Life Well Lived podcast. As we finished up the last six pillars of the 12 pillars by Jim Rohn, my thoughts and my thinking with each pillar. We did a little bit of Q&A today answering two great listeners sent in questions as well as uh, we've uh, been rocking with the new what's crack a lacking section where I just share a little bit about what's going on in my life, um, what I find interesting, maybe get you to laugh and uh, show a little bit of the fun side of myself uh, there at the beginning of the episode. So thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. Um, I love you guys. If you have not subscribed yet, please subscribe. Leave a review if you have not left uh, a review. If you haven't connected with me, make Make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Kyle Curbs. That's K-Y-L-E-K-I-R-B-S. The Facebook and Instagram handle, my Facebook and Instagram names are in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And until next week, I hope you guys have a great week. I'll be thinking of you. Focus on those 12 pillars and make it a great week.